Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. He konai e purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Piki mai kake mai. I'm Alison Balance, and welcome to this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ. Te Pua Waitanga Award recognises research that has made a distinctive contribution to te ao Māori and Indigenous knowledge. It's been awarded to Maria Barge from Victoria University of Wellington, whose work spans political economy and the environment. Those two threads, the political economy and the environment, and of course they interconnect, I guess, and over the years one of the things I've become more conscious of is just how uh, interconnected they are and the kinds of influences that we have or incentives we have from the political and economic side and how they impact on the environment. So, um, you know, I've had these different strands, but more and more in the last few years they've kind of come together and I've been looking at the ways in which decision makers or the powerful, if you like, could, can be influenced to try and support having a, a slightly more sustainable uh, future for us all. And doing this by putting a strong Māori perspective on things. Yes, that's right. I'm based in Māori studies and one of the things I think is pretty clear is when we're looking around for solutions, actually there are all sorts of ideas and solutions um, already embedded in mātauranga Māori but also tikanga Māori, the ways that Māori see the world and and some of the kind of core principles that guide a lot of activities in in Māori communities. The general science community seems to be much more strongly engaging with the idea that Mataranga Māori has strong and valid contributions to make to what has been a very Pākehā-centric science until now. Yeah, that's right. I think that's because there are a whole lot of Māori scientists, like my colleague Ocean Mercia, for example, who have uh, trained in in two different science arts, if you like, um, in her case, physics and mātauranga Māori, and have have worked pretty hard at that interface to show both sides, really, that there are insights and principles that that there are, you know, that are common to both, um, and different kind of views and perspectives that can take us a few steps forward, um, particularly when thinking about sustainability and adapting to climate change. You have a particular interest in climate change. What work have you been doing in that area? Well, I guess some of that was inspired <laughs> from analysing power dynamics and thinking, you know, how how do we actually go about trying to influence decision makers at the different levels that we have of, of government here in Aotearoa, but also people, communities, you know, and individuals? What are some of those kind of blocks that people have? What are the, the motivators? Because, of course, climate change is such a huge issue for us, probably the biggest, if you like, when you're thinking of survival of the planet. And uh, so I, I was looking at these different issues and thinking about how to shift people. And some of the international research is around a just transition. You know, it's all good to have a kind of ideal place for us to head to in terms of a low carbon economy. But how do we get there along the way? 
So one of the things I was looking at was that transition point and thinking about it in terms of tikanga Māori, in terms of upholding the principles of the treaty, and also thinking about the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples as kind of guides, really, for this transition point to a low-carbon economy. And um, so for me, those tika transition principles are really key. And when I looked at what's happening in a whole lot of Māori communities, they're all really exciting um, projects underway where on the ground you may think they're just kind of very localised projects to get rid of, um, you know, possums or catfish or whatever. Um, but those projects around biodiversity, uh, you know, are intimately connected to adaptation um, and, in fact, mitigation um, to climate change. So for me, it's bringing some of those elements together and showing them to decision makers to encourage them to see that actually these are huge opportunities for us to live in better ways and more sustainable ways. And Māori communities have already you know, got a head start in some regards on uh, being involved in these kinds of um, activities. So I gather that this Tika Transition Toolbox that you've developed, um, as a result of that, you're on the Greater Wellington Regional Council Climate Committee. So there you're trying to come up with the actual practical things for Wellington to do? Yes, well, I'm I'm the appointed member on there. So, you know, other councillors fit in with some of the broader uh, climate action plans and activities in the kind of greater Wellington region and, and in cooperation with a number of other um, the district and city councils um, in the area. So yeah, there's a number of proposals there. One is around a low carbon fund, um, which has got going. Um, and so that's certainly the council looking inwards uh, to see what they can do a little bit better and then trying to inspire change in the broader community as well. Tell me about some of the things you're involved in with the Māori resource management economy. I know you do some work for your hapu. Yes, so I'm from Horohoro, which is just out of Rotorua, and um, got involved, <laughs> despite my background being in political science and international relations, you know, went to the hapu and said, what can I do? And they had some uh, predator-free projects underway and uh, and some pests to get rid of. So I uh, drew on, on some of my um, training there in the bush and expanded on it, looking at what could be some pest control options. And that's where you can see, you know, some of the kind of interconnections between biodiversity projects like that, which we're trying to bring back the bush and the birds um, to our Horohoro mountain. And then thinking, you know, well, actually, if there's some of the smaller trees that currently are being eaten uh, and browsed by the deer and, and possums, if we can if we can allow those to grow to maturity, then in fact, we're, you know, creating a greater carbon sink. And we know that climate change is going to have a impact, of course, on our already declining biodiversity. So it's kind of working backwards to try and um, mitigate some of that through these very local projects of just getting rid of some of the, the possums and deer. Are you already beginning to see changes on the Horohoro mountain? Some of our hapu members claim they can hear more birds now than before, but I think with possums and rats, um, and in our case we also have wallabies rambling uh, about, it's a case of kind of keeping on, on top of it and trying to get those numbers really as far down to that the kind of 5% level that people talk about as equating to a level where you know the birds and bush can kind of flourish, continue to flourish even with the presence of, of a number of pests. And especially now we've had the, the COVID lockdown, I think there are a whole lot of groups 
who are suddenly a little bit more attentive <laughs> to sustainability and food security and regenerative economies and things like that. So there is actually a proliferation of groups who are enthused and are connecting up. And so Toha, for example, an environmental impact investing um, group, you know, doing these sorts of things and, and a number of others where there are private businesses um, trying to invest in uh, biodiversity projects, um, native forests, um, as part of a kind of climate change effort. Thanks, Maria. Maria Barge is in Te Kawa a Maui, the School of Māori Studies at Victoria University of Wellington, and she is the winner of the 2020 Te Pua Waitanga Award. I'm Alison Balance, and this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ first went to air on the 5th of November 2020. You can listen again and find photos at our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. We're featuring winners of the 2020 Research Honours this week, so if you are curious to meet some of New Zealand's top researchers, do check those stories out. The website is also where you can sign up for our free email newsletter, which delivers story links directly to your inbox. The subscription link is at the bottom of the webpage. If you're after some new podcasts, do check out the podcast tab at rnz.co.nz. Why not follow us on Facebook and Twitter where we are RNZ Science. Many thanks for your company. Stay safe and catch you next time. Matewa. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.